Hi fam bam. Welcome to another episode, video, whatever you want to call this, of the Simplified series. So we have had a lot of really good requests lately. And one of the requests was, how do you simplify with a husband and kids? How do you simplify with a family? So I'm really excited to share this particular topic with you guys because that is a big question. And a lot of it begins with how much you and the family are on the same page. Typically it's how much you and the spouse are on the same page since you typically run the household together. Before I get into this topic, I wanna to remind you that I have a free decluttering checklist that you can download in the link below to help you get started on simplifying your spaces. And if you do like these topics, give this video a thumbs up and feel free to leave your questions and comments below. So my family, it's a lot easier than most situations, mainly because my husband is super easy. He is way more simple than any of us. He's very, very minimal. He typically just needs his clothes, which he usually carries anywhere from 10 pairs, like more or less, uh, his tools, which typically fit in one toolbox and some outdoor toys, like some bikes and some pool gear, and sometimes lots and lots of trash. <laughs> what I mean by this is he has fun, like repurposing things, collecting cardboard, making cardboard furniture, finding wood and making a catapult with the kids. So I've kind of limited his art supplies to one bin that it can all fit in and anything that they want to make or like workshop in, I tell them to do it out in the garage. So if it was up to my husband, he would probably want the spaces to be even more minimal. When I met him, he had like one piece of furniture, his bed, a lamp, and all of his bills were stacked very neatly on that piece of furniture. And that was it. You know, he had a motorcycle that he rode on every single day. And he's more about getting out, being active, experiencing things. He wants to spend all day on the beach playing volleyball and swimming in the waves or all day at the pool or at the playground with the girls. And that's just how he is. The kids are a little bit more complicated because kids can utilize so much and it's fun to watch them experience and learn and grow from their surroundings and the things that are available to them. We do our best to limit distractive items as well as items that don't promote thinking or growing or learning in some sort of way. We never wanna impose the fact that our kids have to be a minimalist. Of course, we want them to be intentional and uh, thoughtful about what they incorporate in their lives and what they keep or what they choose to spend their time on and how they choose to behave. We want them to do what adds value to them and be conscious of how to add value towards others. But when it comes to materialistic items, I know my brother had imposed this a long time ago. He's so insightful. Um, he asked me if my kids had to not care or if it would not be okay for them to care about things that we didn't care about. And I was kind of like, what, what do you mean? And he said, you know, cause your little one, 
she really likes clothes. She really likes fashion. She cares about the kind of social female stuff. She cares about shoes, she likes bags. And I was just wondering if, you know, if she gets older and that's like really what she cares about, would that be something that you would discourage her from? And my answer was, of course not. Of course not, never. Like we grew up in the same household and me and my brother know exactly how it feels to be discouraged from our passion for the sake of what our parents wanted to sort of, I guess, live vicariously through us or not vicariously through us. And so if my kids wanted to pursue a different materialistic approach to life, it would totally be okay. And we've implemented this rule that allows them to make that choice starting right now or at any given moment in time. And that rule is they're able to manage their belongings 100%. But if they do, then all their belongings must stay organized, must stay accounted for, and must stay within their bedroom. So this means that they have their own space that they are responsible for. And if their stuff crosses over into our space, then we are responsible for that in whatever way we choose to manage it. And if they are responsible for their space, we're not helping them with that responsibility. So the other side to the coin or the other option is that they can have our help. We'll help them pick up the room. We'll help them manage, you know, if stuff gets kind of untidy outside of their room, uh, we will help them make choices on what to keep. But if that's the case, then what we say has to be limited to these certain rules. There are five main rules that we implement not only requests, but that are a part of this household. And rule number one is that every item must have a place and it must have a conscious place. So it's not like all my art supplies just get thrown in the corner of the room and that's their place. It needs to have a conscious functional space within their space. And that's important, I think, not only in the kids' room, but in our household as well. My husband ab abide by these rules throughout the entire household. It's one of like the decluttering hacks that I'll go over um, here in the next couple weeks. And um, it, it just makes it more functional. It makes it easier to live in. It feels nice to live in and it just works really well. It's very efficient. So it adds a lot of value to make sure you have a specific place for specific items. And number two is you have limited storage. So what this means is they're allowed to have the stuff that they choose to have, books, clothes, toys, art or art supplies, but they're limited to a certain amount of space or storage for those items. So if their books don't fit on the bookshelf and they wanna accumulate more books, they need to start picking out the books that they no longer read or that they've outgrown and don't use and donate them or share them with other people so that the books that they do own all fit in the bookshelf. So they have this for all of their items, including their clothes and their toys and their artwork, etc. The third rule we have is a limited quantity of items. This means we can't have an excessive amount of extra items. One of the things that they seem to be collecting a lot of lately are sunglasses. I'm not sure why. Like I think grandma gave them a pair, then the neighbors gave them a pair, then they got a pair from like a party or something. You know, like the cheap little sunglasses. So when it comes to those, we're like pick one pair, 
you know, pick one that you like. Um, they're limited to about three stuffed animals, uh, one or two costumes, like for Halloween or just for playing dress up. And we limit this so that the space doesn't get over cluttered. It's really easy to collect these things and accumulate, but it, they enjoy it so much more when it is a specific item that they've chosen to enjoy. And it's dedicated to that specific type of use or play. And that really coincides with rule number four, which is that it must be used regularly. And they, are very intentional and thoughtful and they seem to appreciate and really use the items rather than having like three dozen different things to choose from and the items really get used and loved and appreciated so if it's not used regularly a lot of times we sit down we look and say hey your toy bin's getting full or your art bin's getting full like what stuff can you use up now or you can prioritize so you can actually use this up before we fill it with more or pack in more toys or other things you can let go of um, or share or, or just dispose of. So you have to use it regularly. We are not a storage unit. <laughs> so we're not doing like storing stuff for good measure. Um, and again, all of these rules apply to our household as well. My husband and I assess and apply these specific ideas and rules to our own items. And typically when we do it with the kids, we do it with ourselves too, so that we're kind of doing it together as a family. And it allows everybody to feel like it's a group event. It's like, it's not like the parents are imposing this on the kids. We're just saying, hey, it's decluttering, cleanup assessment time what are you going to declutter today and the kids say ah, i'm going to declutter my books or i'm going to declutter my art bin and they, they choose something and typically it's a natural event like things start to feel a little more cluttered a little more piled up and we're kind of like what's going on here we've got so much art made um, we try to make it a really nice process so if they have lots of art of course like you want to savor this art so we tell them to pick the ones that they really find meaningful or that matter to them. We either file or store that away or let them hang it up and display it. The rest we have them take pictures of so that they can remember it and we digitalize these photos. They actually have a digital screen or they had a digital screen but since we have the iPads we have their art there and it can like autoplay and they can use that as a frame and their art like displays digitally which is really nice because it's not cluttering your walls and you're not stacking all this stuff and plus it's preserved I mean as long as that doesn't get wet or <laughs> catch on fire it's all preserved in one nice spot and that makes it super easy the last rule that we have is that everything just needs to be kept clean and organized. I mean, it's similar to number one, you have a place. Um, it's similar, it's, it's kind of the root of everything. You know, whether you're managing it yourself or we're helping manage it for you, everything has to stay functional stay clean so that we can actually live our life and our job isn't about managing ourselves through the clutter or looking for lost things in the clutter or just kind of feeling overwhelmed and neurotic because of the clutter so we can focus on the things that are truly important and that matter to us so that we can focus on one another and focus on our relationships so we're not fighting over items or tripping over items or spending all of our day cleaning items we spend a lot of our time just being functional and purposeful and experiencing things together so i hope that these 
ideas or this approach or me sharing you know how we function in our family help you and yours i know that for a lot of people our spouses or our partners are not on the same page and one of the best ways that i can recommend or give a tip in approaching that is to separate your spaces i know that when my mom went on a diet for example her roommate was not on the same diet as her so they split up their food cabinets and her food was her food and her roommates was hers and they never no longer shared those spaces that they were not on the same page on. The same can go for yourself and your spouse. You can split your closet, say this side's mine, that side's yours, and you can manage yours however you want and have at least some clarity and visual understanding or inventory of what it is that you own so that you're conscious in your items and in your personal living spaces. So thank you guys so much for joining me here. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I'll see you in the next video. Remember to be good, be great, be grateful. I'm grateful for you. Ciao for now.